spirit leading this realm There's a God up in heaven, there's a devil in hell There's a mother, she's crying, cause her babies are dying And the father in jail, with a son by his side But our father, he loves us, unlike any of us Gave his only beloved, 316 on the cross I know where you're going, if you live in that light Don't be perfect among us, but in the dark we are light Spreading the news If you live in a lie You ain't gonna die with the truth This is Matt and Mom Live It's real, it's raw, it's relevant The show is about the topical, the conversational But most importantly, the purposeful We hope to develop and distribute hope to the broken We pray that this show blesses you today all right, we're back at it again. This is Matt and Mom Live. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant. We thank you for tuning in today. We're going to continue our thread from a few weeks ago, which was the kickoff of not only the new year, but the idea behind what does it take to have an unbreakable resolution. We kind of went all over the place last podcast, Mom. I remember talking about my sentencing day, which was six years ago, January 7th, 2010. And you highlighted the fact that you had lost your mother, my grandmother, um, not too long before that. January 6, 2009, and we talked about how many times you were being slammed in the matter of probably three years and three months, I think the exact um, amount of time was, because John passed away December 15, 2005. I got into my DUI fatality March 7, 2009, and then a year later was being sentenced, and then we were missing grandmom, and bang, and bang, bang. Uncle, and Uncle Nick died. And the, yeah, your brother-in-law died, and... And my dad was very sick moving back with me to live forever. Yeah, there's, there was so much. So we talked about... Um, Jump off a roof. <laughs> personally, for me, was the idea of going into sentencing day, saying words of, of memory to my victim's family that from here on out, all the good that I will ever do will be in memory and honor of your loved one. And all these years of later, and, and some would say, you've held true to that commitment, Matt. And I say, no, not really. My words were no better than the next man's words. We break the words we speak because we don't have any depth inside of our souls. What gave was I began to keep God's word. And because I kept God's word, the ultimate word, which is unbreakable, I followed the words that he spoke over my life. Therefore, by glorifying him in my life, I began to honor my victim's family and you guys as well and everything that I would say or do. So, Wait, let me, let me just kind of put you on the spot with a question. So for anybody that's out there listening, how would you describe or define what is a resolution and how do you keep one? A resolution is a, it's a commitment that we make. So we make New Year's resolutions, most importantly, and then time goes on and there's actually um, a lot of studies out there that say the people that make the commitments most likely won't keep them. And the reason why is because there's an outward circumstance that changes, whether it's a new job, a new uh, weather change, a new pattern of life, a new relationship, these things outwardly keep us from following through with our commitment inwardly. Yeah, or like, you know, big giant chocolate cake sitting in front of you suddenly, and you said, oh, I'm done, I'm going to yeah, diet. Yeah, I'm, I'm dieting, and I'm going to go back to the gym, Yes. and it, then outward, dude, there's the pressure. There's the food. And we, we break that, and we say, no big deal, there's always next year. And there's something else going on, it's not the outward circumstances, it's actually the inward there's nothing on the inside that keeps us going forward to our goal. There, the Bible says that not only should we keep our heart, guard our heart, above everything else, that's our duty. Because out of the heart will flow every issue of life, 
everything we do comes from the heart. The Bible also says, you are what you behold. In other words, what you think about in your heart, what you behold in your heart, is what you become. Now, I think about a runner, a marathon runner. What does it take to get to that finish line? Well, from the beginning, he had to have preparation and training. So he didn't win the race while he was running. He won it before he began it. He threw away what we call the quit option. He's saying no matter what this race feels like, in the middle of it, because I've trained and I've prepared, it's so deep within me. I have it within me that I'm going to finish. Now, many of us will set out to do these marathons, these races, or these resolutions, and we don't make the finish line, and we so easily sideline ourselves, and we make excuses. Meanwhile, God spiritually calls us to a higher standard of commitment. So to have a resolution is to follow God's word. What is his, what is his pattern of living for us? And if I keep his word, Mom, he's going to give me the strength to keep my words that I say to you. Now, sadly, we make commitments to each other, or our words mean nothing to other people, and we break them so easily. So can we be a people of God that actually when we say something, we're going to do what we say? And I think we can. Jesus taught on it. He said, hey, let your yes be yes and your no be no. He says, don't swear on, on things around you. Don't even swear on heaven above you. Let your yes be yes, what you say you're going to do, and let your no be no. So there, there's so much there. There's so much meat to kind of learn from. But at the end of the day, can't tell anybody that's listening how to keep their resolutions, how to keep their commitments if they're not keeping the word of God. So you have to really be digesting, eating, and chewing on the Word. The Word, yeah. The- I always think, too, just in a practical kind of a way, if I'm eating really healthy, Matt, you know, vegetables, fruits, and then all of a sudden I go off that, my body reacts in a certain way. It doesn't agree with what I'm doing. If we're digesting the Word of God, chewing on it, praying, spiritually being filled with Christ— When we veer off, we shouldn't feel right about it. The Holy Spirit will be putting us in check. So it's kind of the same, the same idea. The only way we could be resolute is by having Christ grow in us. Resolved, resolved to not only learn of God through his word, but allow his word to rest inside of our hearts. And like you said, it will grow. And as it grows, it gains strength. And then the words that I say, I'm going to keep the integrity. The word That's the word we're looking for, to have integrity inside of you, to be whole, to be complete, to be wholesome, that the words you say are as good as done. So yes, wrote, most recently teaching on this idea, I said Jesus once walks into the synagogue in the very beginning of his ministry. He's the guest teacher for that day. They give him the scroll. He reads from Isaiah 61. He reads the mission statement that God had for the Messiah. We know that because the Jews were waiting for the one spoken of in Isaiah 61 to come. What are they to look for in this one? Well, it tells you the Spirit of the Lord God would be upon him. He would begin to preach the gospel, the richness of the gospel to the poor. He would begin to heal the brokenhearted. He would set at liberty those who are captive and even set free those who are oppressed. This would be known as the acceptable year of the Lord. So this is what the Jewish nation's waiting for. Jesus walks into the temple. So they're all familiar with that scripture? They're all familiar with that scripture. Um, and this is what they probably have heard other, other teachers teach on, on other Sabbaths. So it wasn't odd that Jesus is reading from this passage, but here's where it gets really awesome. As he reads it, he sits down, which is the position of teaching. So it wasn't rare for the, the person that's reading the scriptures to sit. And the Bible says all the eyes of the people were fixed on him. 
Now, this is no, nothing uncommon as well. They're waiting for him to give the translation of the text. They're waiting for him to give the teaching. Just like when we go to church on a Sunday, all eyes are fixed on who? The speaker. So you're waiting for him to translate or commentate what he just, re- what he just read. And Jesus, this is exactly what he says. He says, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And I don't know if that blows you away as much as it blows me away, but when you think about what he's saying, he's saying, the very words I just read, my life's about to follow. Not only is my life about to follow, these words are already fulfilled. And some would say, well, who cares? Well, he had not done any of these things yet. He had not gone out into the cities and the towns and healed the brokenhearted. He had not brought sight back to the blind yet. He had not done any of those things yet. This was the beginning of his ministry. So his resolve to know his father's will for his life, to read it and say it, was to actually do it even before it was done. Did you get that? Boy, he had a To read it and say it there. before he actually did it, yet knowing it was already done because it was written. It is written. So you have to know what is written in the word of God. If I know what the word of God says about me, mom, God wants to prosper my steps. Really? No, I don't have to pray about that. I just have to know it. And even when it looks like there's nothing that's prosperous around me, if I know that God wants to prosper me, guess what? There's going to be a success inside of my spirit. There's going to be a blessing where I am. And I can relate because I was in prison. There's nothing prosperous about that. In fact, I'm at the bottom of the barrel. Yet how was I being successful in that place? I began to learn his word. I began to say that if God's mission statement for Jesus was already fulfilled before he did it because Jesus believed it, then let me believe God's word and his mission statement for me where I am and know that one day it will be fulfilled too. And look where we sit today. Yes, and I don't know the address of this verse, but I know the verse, Thy word have thy hidden in thy heart so that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119. Okay, see, I knew you would know the address, but... What a truth there. Again, it goes back to the, the digesting of the word and understanding that God desires us to know him intimately. And if we don't take the time to do that, then we're just going to be in the same pattern on the same hamster wheel, you know, falling, getting up, trying something new, trying a new resolution. But the resolutions will only stick if they're resolved through the power of Christ in us. That's the only way that you can follow through with your words. Now, we're not talking about just you know daily commitments that you make that are habitual. You say you're going to the grocery store and you come through with the grocery store list and you come back. We're talking about the commitments we make to our family members that have a little bit more depth. Like, I resolve to be a better father this year. I resolve to be a better, better student, a better child to my parents. I resolve to be more committed in my, my studies. I resolve to even be um, a better or more disciplined person in the gym. I mean, these are even commitments that because you keep God's word and there's discipline inside of you, you're going to come through and keep those words. You know Did why? Do you make any resolutions? My resolution is to to get to know the word of God even deeper. Because if I keep His word, then I won't have hard, I won't have a hard time not keeping my word with people. So then it will just kind of spill into every other area. Yeah, and every other area is this for Matt Mayer. Matt Mayer, right now, my phone doesn't stop beeping or emails coming through, and it's it's mainly to meet with people, Mom, all week. Can you meet with my son? Can Hey, somebody's going through it, and I thought of you. I just got a text message as we're doing this show. Somebody wrote me several paragraphs. Hey, this person's going through it, and the only person I can think of that can get to them is you. Can you meet with them? Well, you know how many people I'm meeting with this week? There's like 10 people on this list of meeting that has nothing to do with Coastal Christian Ministry. Even though it's, that's ministry, I'm saying these are thing, people reaching out to me through the website. So how can I say yes to these people? 
that's my question. How can I say yes to these people? That's the question for me. That's just the question for everybody. How am I able to say yes to these well, people? Well, because God will enable you to. Not only will enable you, because there's integrity that comes from the Word of God. So if I say, hey, yes, I'll make time that I know that I'm going to have to follow through with that Word. Not because I don't want them to think less of me, but I'm keeping God's Word. And God will give you the time. I have learned that in life. God will add an hour to our time in some way that, again, though, you have to be balanced and you have to have your priorities straight. But... If you're doing that because of the word that's inside of you and you want to share it to help other people and encourage and give them hope, God will bless it. Yeah, I think maybe I didn't make that clear. The idea was because I'm keeping God's word, I don't have to pray about all these other things going on in my life. Okay. Because I'm keeping his word, his word that I'm keeping my heart is leading me in these paths. And of course, if I have word in me, he's going to put people in my path so word can come out of me. Yes. That's the idea. So there's, I'm not on my knees saying, should I, should I call this person back about meeting with their son? No, I call the person back. And then like you said, I find balance in my schedule. Mm-hmm. And, and these are the things that every time I say, all right, God, you do this, even though I don't want to do this because I'm still made of flesh, he blesses me or finds a way to give me back that time that energy, that resource, and we're serving a God who is just, that's what he wants to do. Why do we so limit him? Well, because we really don't understand his character as well as we should. So it's, we're coming back to the word. The only way to understand his character is to spend time with him in his word. One of the things that you taught on that really kind of made me, it challenged me, was the whole idea of, and as Christians we can think that, we all do morning devotions. We spend time. We read certain books. We pray. I know I do. I don't get out of bed until I'm done my devotions. However, those devotions can become an obstacle when they become one-sided. And that was something you were talking about. When you just do them out of routine, when you're doing them to get them done, we've then again missed the relationship part because nobody, a parent, wouldn't want that from a child, that just going through the motions. And so... For me, I've been trying to really not be so scripted and really listen to God. It's a two-way conversation. Lay there and let the Holy Spirit impress something on me and know that it's coming from God. So I think for those that are seasoned Christians or mature Christians or Christians who absolutely digest the word every day, don't become so rote with it. So routine that you miss the relationship part, but you had brought that up and it, and it, and it really made me go back and truly my resolution this year was, Lord, I want more of you. So help me to be well rounded in obtaining more of you because it's easy to do the things that come easy to us as a personality. We're disciplined people. I feel for people that aren't because they have a harder time keeping this, the, the momentum of what they want to achieve going. Sure. But I don't want to be so disciplined. And like you were saying, that, that you miss something. You I get that. You know what I'm getting to? Yes. Yes. So the, the, the point that we were making, and there was a point that we made to the church at large, was our resolutions are birthed out of our devotions. So if I'm only reading it like a newspaper, I'm not going to get God's answer or his conversation, his side of it. I'm only reading it to just have as information. Meanwhile, he wants to not only me for to read him, but to have a conversation with him, which leads to revelation. But mom, everybody has a routine. 
so people are disciplined in their own ways. It takes a discipline to sit down at the same time every day in front of a TV and watch the same soap opera or the same talk show or the same reality TV. So I don't, I don't buy those excuses. The, the discipline is where you want to be disciplined at. There's a good sermon, Matt. There's an excellent sermon, but I'm saying, <laughs> oh, I don't have time. I, I can't do that in the morning. No, but at 6 p.m. every night, you're in front of the same show for 60 minutes, so you can't tell me that you can't put 60 minutes aside to read God's Word. That's a great point. It, people, want, people will get what they want. They'll do what they want. They'll do what they want, and then they become what they do. So if I want to become more like Jesus, i got to spend time with him in his word. And at times, I don't get past a certain verse because I'm just stuck on it, and then I start thinking about it. So I'm, I'm learning about meditation. Meditation isn't what people think. It's not, it's not contemplation. Meditation, I'm learning, Mom, is not contemplation. Okay? It's not just thinking about it. The actual... Greek and Hebrew meanings of both meditations in the Bible deal with conversation. In fact, it means muttering. So it's saying you're not only thinking about it, you're talking about it. And because you're talking about it, it leads to doing it. So I was, I was blown away at the Jewish concept behind meditation. They were telling their people, hey, don't just read it. Now talk about it. And because you're having talks about it conversationally, it's going to lead you to do it devotionally. It was remarkable to me just that that idea. So, um, where do we go from here? We go into the resolutions that God has for us. I think if we can learn to see what does what does God have for me in my personal life, what are His resolutions for me as His creation? Hmm, that's an interesting point. Yeah, because I'm sure He has resolutions for all of us, and and maybe He's up there saying. You're so close, yet you're so far away. So what do you say, Lord, don't let me miss your resolutions. Show them to me. May I pick up on them? What? Yeah, of course Just... you pray about them. But then again, I always say, you don't have to pray about God's will. God's will is in his word. So just, again, back to back to yourself and it's probably the word. repetitive or redundant, but the answer is in the word. Your peace is in the word. You're so doing, maybe... you're, my peace in prison wasn't because I was in la-la land. It wasn't because I, I knew that when I got out, all this stuff was going to work out. My peace oh. began in the word of God every morning. I had to find time. I had to, in the midst of chaos, in vulgarity, you can't count how many curses existed on a daily basis. From 6 a.m. all the way to 12 a.m. again at night, midnight, you're dealing with ten thousands of F-words. So can you imagine in the middle of your devotions at 6 in the morning, you hear, what the F? And then you hear somebody else counter that. And then, I mean, when I say prison, people are like, oh, it was easy for you. You had all the time in the world. Um, you have no idea. You Listen, had to find all I know time. is when I was talking to you on the phone, and I'm sure the phone wasn't in the center of your tear. I'm sure it was outside that area, correct? It was at the front. So I mean, there's nowhere to go. There was nowhere to go. Well, here's the point. Sometimes it would be so loud in the background, which was your normal everyday backdrop of noise. Yep. I wanted to go, remember? I'd be like, what is all that noise? <laughs> you lived in chaos. It was chaos. Chaos. There was nothing It sounded like animals in a zoo sometimes. That's how I used to write about it. So that is that, so the, the word has that power. But unfortunately, we don't tap into it that way. It becomes a chore. People go, oh, I start drifting when I'm reading. You know, again, I guess it's a discipline. You have to ask the Lord to help you. Help you. Maybe you start out with a little bit. If you're listening out there and you don't have a discipline time with the Lord, well then, how's that working for you? 
Got to get in the Word. Got to be disciplined in the Word of God. That's where God speaks. That's where He answers our prayers. I'm not saying He doesn't use other resources, but mainly He uses the Word. Why? Because the Bible says that His last spoken Word to the world was Jesus. Everything He had to say was in Christ. Now, what did Christ say? Christ said, hey, if you love me and you want to follow me, follow my Word. Follow my commandments. Where is that at? It's in the Bible. Genesis to Revelations. So, we just want to remind you how important it is. Maybe nothing else was accomplished in this 20-minute segment except for the fact that you got to get back to the Word of God. Um, some of us, and I can and be in the same category, can spend countless time on a social media outlet liking things, looking at things, reading quotes, agreeing with scriptures that people post, other platitudes that are out there. And I like them, right? But God's saying, that's not my Word. So if I can just translate a little bit of that time into my own quiet time, and the more you eat of the Word of God, the more of an appetite you'll have for the Word of God. It's an acquired taste, but if you're not in it, you're never going to like it. So we do close all shows, hopefully encouraging you, infusing you in the Spirit, letting you know that God loves you and that He has all things in His hand. He controls all things. Be still and know that I am God is His whisper into your heart. You can let go of your circumstances and trust that God will come in to your circumstances. We thank you for tuning in. We hope that you can share this pro- bo- podcast with friends and family and, and spread the encouragement. God bless. Yahweh, you don't know him. I answer his calling. Y'all people ain't knowing. He breathed in my lungs and spared me from Satan. And now that I love even my loved ones, they hate. Waiting patiently, pacing for me to fall on my face. But I'm falling in faith. Pardon me for his grace. There's a battle out there. Spiritly in this realm, there's a God up in heaven, there's a devil in hell, there's a mother she's crying, cause her babies are dying, and the father in jail, with a son by his side, but our father he loves us, unlike any of us, gave his only beloved, 316 on the cross, I know where you're going, if you live in that light, you're perfect among us, but in the dark we are light, thank you Jesus I love you, help me spread the good news, if you live in a lie, you ain't gon' die with the truth. I've been there. I've been there. Yes. I've been there. I know where you're coming from. doing something different. Nah, don't you know they've been watching that block that you're on since before my time? Wow. So what makes you think that you're doing something different? You want to do something different? Put your faith in Christ.